0: From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun.
1: If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey guys, welcome back to the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Thank you for joining us yet again. We've got another special episode this week, and that is because our feature film for the year is coming out this week.
1: Yeah, it's coming this week. You're listening to this on...
0: Yeah, I know. You're listening to this on Tuesday. You're two days away from Mid-Engines and Mountains. It comes out on Thursday. That's right, Thursday of this week. We are not kidding this time. There will be a trailer that is up on YouTube that will lead you to all the places you can get it. But we're just telling you here first. If you're listening to this, you can go looking for it Thursday. You will find it on our website. We'll take you to the two major places you can get it. One is Vimeo. The other is Amazon. Yep. If you go to Amazon; it'll be a Blu-ray. The Blu-ray will have five-one surround sound. We're really excited about the mix on that. Also, the Blu-ray is the best way to get the best picture quality out of it because it's not a streaming. There's a higher bit rate. I won't get too geeky, but it's a higher bit rate. Yeah. It's a much better picture. It looks awesome. Just on say Blu-ray. it
1: looks awesome. That's all.
0: <laughs> there you go. Perfect. That, that that's that's the way to clarify. So yes, it looks awesome on Blu-ray, but it also looks really good online if you prefer the streaming version. I will say this, though. You can't put the streaming version in some wrapping paper and hand it out at Christmas. I'm just putting that out there. So what are you saying? That stocking
1: um, stuffers are better? Is that what you're saying, a physical disk in hand? They should order? I I,
0: I don't know that that. I mean, I think it's better because I like the picture quality and the sound quality. That is what I'm saying. However, I hear you. If you want to have something to give at Christmas, and you know car people in your life, you've got Mid Engines and Mountains now available. You've also got the Porsche 911 film. But here's the thing: if you want to stream it, it's going to be all the prices you're used to seeing from us and from others. Frankly, the uh, the rental will be two ninety nine. The purchase, where you can download the file or stream it anytime you want, will be nine ninety nine. And the Blu-ray will be. What are we doing on that? Seventeen ninety-nine, uh, isn't that where we
1: landed? We're doing seventeen ninety-nine. We're not going to overcharge you like you know the movie theaters do for popcorn. It's going to be a great deal. And you know, I mentioned a while back. I still have a a dwindling stack of nine eleven Blu-rays. I just got a fresh order. Everybody, they're here in my office. So maybe you want <laughs> both of them. Maybe you've never seen the films. I just want to put that out there. I've still got a brand new stack waiting to go out. We're going to have more Blu-rays by friday in hand ready to ship sparkling brand new perfect for the so, stocking stuff. So why
0: are we bringing up how many Blu-rays and how, all the options of streaming? That's because it lands this week, and tonight we're going to spend some time telling you stuff that's not available for you to watch. It's the behind-the-scenes stories of making this film. Yeah. Because honestly, it was a little bit nuts, to be is quite frank. This pretty cool.
1: I'm, I'm glad we're doing this, because we're not actually doing a regular car debate. This is another special that we're doing, and it's because we need to tell these stories. We either didn't have a camera rolling, you know, something happened, too quick, we couldn't photograph something, but every time you go on a road trip, something happens. Stuff happens. And this is all the behind the scenes of some struggles, but just some weird, crazy, random things that happen on the shoot. And you've got to... I'm glad we're telling these stories, because then if you watch it with these in mind, it'll make the film that much richer. You'll know all the crazy stuff, and we cut this, and put that in you'll just know everything that was on our brains as we we're driving and shooting well, think, and all this think stuff. of
0: it like think of it like the uh, the blu-ray the film commentary before you've seen the film we're not going to ruin what's in the film oh we're yeah tell you, right. that's the whole point we're gonna tell you stories that are not part of the film just because not just road trip stuff but just production at this scale is hard, especially for yeah. just the four of us going out. I mean, if you've seen our, our FAQ recently, you know it is only four of us. That FAQ was actually shot during the filming of mid and Mountains, so uh, you can see that is one of our locations. You'll see it when you see the film, uh, but it was just the four of us. It was Paul and I and Gavin and Edgar, and we were out there shooting hard for a few days, and we came away with a film we're excited by, but... It was a slog sometimes, man.
1: Yeah, it really was. I'll I'll, uh, start the stories here by going way back to the germ, the generation of the idea when we were talking about this. And I think it was an early issue of Top Gear magazine earlier in the year, and I had seen they had driven the Alpha. But they only did an article. Nobody did video. And, you know, looking at this and thinking, man, I wish the Alpha would come to the U.S. And, you know, talking about the new Cayman and, uh, of course, the Lotus... It was pretty interesting. And so we started talking about this idea, thinking, well, we've got to do something with the alpha if it comes to the United States. And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. sure enough, um, I was actually talking to the press fleet guy, um, who's also a spokesman for FCA. I was talking to him and just kind of poking around with ideas. And he said, well, I don't know, it hasn't been announced. And then lo and behold, at the New York Auto Show, you said that was in April, right?
0: Yeah, right around April of this year, yeah, they, they they got official about it. The Alpha 4C was coming, and they also showed yeah. it for the first time without those terrible bug-looking headlights.
1: Oh, that yeah, they that, had that was a big thing. The
0: concept. Yeah, they'd gone between the concept and then the release in Europe had the bug headlights look terrible. But, of course, here was that article, you're right, there was that article in Top Gear somewhere that was a, that was the Alpha 4C in the Alps, which we knew would happen.
1: But here it was at the New
0: York Auto Show in April with normal-looking projector headlights now, which made the car look that much better, so much better, and saying officially it was going to drop in the U.S. in June.
1: I was on a trip in Cologne, Germany in April as well, and I, I heard this guttural Italian noise and turned oh, around. Right. I, I couldn't whip out my phone fast enough, but it was a white 4C driving away from me. And I just went, ah, we have to get in this car. I, I hope it comes to yeah. the US. Yeah. Got back to the United States, and sure enough, announced the New York Auto Show. And like I said, you know, we had talked about you know, maybe others might do something similar. But mm-hmm. what I love mm-hmm. is the, the really original part of this idea was those kinds of European driving roads and sourcing them and finding them In the U.S., where would they be? Yeah. Now we're you know searching around the West Coast. To be honest, I haven't driven Tail of the Dragon. I've driven some of the East Coast roads, but I don't know if those are even comparable.
0: But here's the thing, though. The specific thing was we had to find high mountain switchback roads. Yeah. Tale of the Dragon isn't that. I mean, yeah, as exciting as mountain. it is as a road, as interesting as it is, the the, the key thing about all those, whenever anybody does a, a car like this in the Alps, it's that it's that cliff face. You know, think of the Stelvio Pass and that kind of stuff. It's that cliff face with just this back and forth uh, switchback thing that climbs the cliff face. Right. We wanted to find that in the U.S. because when you think of American roads. Nobody thinks of that. You think of the straight line stuff. And we wanted to find that stuff, which is not also the normal Southern California stuff that we shoot on. So it was going to require a road trip. So that was the idea. And then you called up our friend Scott Brown over at Chrysler, who's great to us. He's gotten us in a lot of really cool cars. He's a fan of the show, so thank you, Scott. But yeah, you called him, I remember yeah. this, right after the right after the New York Auto Show, and the poor guy was just about overwhelmed by the number of journalists calling him going, hey, can I have an Alpha 4C? He was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the only good news, was we knew already we didn't need it right away. We knew already looking at our calendar of shooting we wanted to shoot it in October. So we had some time to space it out and that made it much more likely for us to be able to get it. So that was the impetus, but that also meant we had to be chasing the Alpha starting in June when he actually had him in the fleet, we started chasing it, started trying to put a stake in the ground for our shoot mid October. And then finally he said, Yep, I've got you on the calendar, you've got the four C so then we had to chase the other two. Yeah. It did. We had to chase the other two, which was the standard Porsche Cayman, not the S, because that's actually too expensive. And of course it gets a lot more powerful, but it's mainly just much more expensive than the Alpha by the time you actually buy one. So it right, was that it right. was that Cayman. And even though the Lotus Elise is no longer sold in the US new, if you look at the stats on the Alpha, you've got to bring the Lotus Elise. Well it's the yeah. stats on the Alpha are right in the middle.
1: It's it's not new, but there are plenty of a- enough of those cars around you can find one that and that does influence your buying decision because they're now at a price point where it does compete and that's why we had to bring it and yes i agree thanks to scott huge thanks for helping us out because i was i was really on it i knew we had to get in that car but like you said (laughs) i just wanted to get us in the queue I knew there were going to be lots of journalists wanting to drive that up front. And by the way, if you don't know about press cars, it's not like Candyland where they've got two or three models of every variant (laughs) every car manufacturer makes. They might get one or two, you know, say BMW 3 Series, and that's all they have. And they might, you know, get traded out at the end of the quarter. And you kind of take what you get. So I I knew we had to have this car. Whether whether or not it was a launch edition was irrelevant. But we had to get into this car to drive.
0: You're also speaking to something else that we ran into in planning the shoot, and that is it's not like every manufacturer has every car in their lineup currently available in the press fleet. Right. What they generally have is whatever is brand new or whatever they're really pushing in the market, that's what they have. So if you're right. looking for a specific random car in their lineup, they may not have it. And that was the issue we ran into when we went to our friends at Porsche who like us because of the 50 years of the 911. The yep. folks at Porsche are good to us, but we said we need a standard Cayman, a base Cayman, with the PDK. Well, what and I we was told. told what we we're doing. Go
1: yeah. on. Go on. Uh, what I was told is the Cayman's not new news. It's not all of the news is the latest thing. And I agree. Well, Porsche is trying to sell Macans and Panameras. Yeah. That's the latest yeah. stuff, the revised V6 turbos in there. They're great, but that's not what I was asking for. And he said, wow, if you had, sure, I could hook you up. And. Otherwise, yeah, our our friends at Porsche are great to us. They definitely well, but that was the help, thing. They also had, but they couldn't they also get payment the- for us. So.
0: Yeah, because they had the Cayman GTS was the new hotness they were talking about. Well, the GTS blows this field out of the water. There's no yeah. point in price and discussion for it to be in there. And, and and our friends at Porsche agreed. They said, you're right. Based on what you're doing, you need the base Cayman. And mm-hmm. we simply do not have one in the U.S. press fleet at all because we have no reason for it. Yeah. So that meant we had to go source the Cayman elsewhere, which meant this is the only one of the only good things about uh, the random Los Angeles car culture. You can rent Anything you can imagine just about. Oh, yeah. So we went around chasing down, where do we rent a base Porsche Cayman? Now, of course, a rental car, PDK's not hard. They've all got it. So we ended up renting this Porsche Cayman, and that started a whole other line of madness.
1: <laughs> well, I, I thought I had the Cayman locked in, so therefore I turned my attention to the Lotus. Turned to the Lotus forums, and within, I think it was a day, I had somebody yeah, yeah. get back to me And he had the last, or one of the last, supercharged Elise Uh, Elise Elises in the United States. It was a 2011, and he's part of a group of guys. They just take their cars canyon running, and they wrench on them themselves. And I thought, great, all right, we've got it locked in. Supercharged, I thought we had all three
0: cars, last of the breed. Such a such a perfect car from him. He was so excited. It was exactly the car we were looking for to do this comparison because we wanted supercharged to go with the 4C right. because it's supercharged the the stat the numbers are similar now that 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 force I mean pardon me the uh, the Elise with the supercharger it's mainly about a change in the mid range it actually evens out the, uh, the 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 top
1: end is the same really
0: yeah there in it's terms it's, it's much more similar cuz it's a it's a low it's a low psi uh, boost but anyway so we had the one we wanted so there's, there's the – we've got the Alpha. We've got the Elise. So then it was, all right, now let's make sure we land the Cayman. And the pieces are <laughs> coming together, and I'm flying to L.A., and we're bringing in shooters, and we're getting gear, and we bought some extra gear, and it was just – this was expensive S-spending for us. There's money. no way around it. Off we go. We're going to do this shoot.
1: Well, so we start to collect the cars. Alpha shows up at my house. Lovely day that that was. Great. Mm-hmm. So we've got that car. And then we go to pick up the Cayman. So Todd and I go over to the rental place – And pick it up, and both of us are very detail-oriented and very technical-minded. And so for whatever reason, I put the windows down. We're driving (laughs) away, take delivery of the car, driving away, and I hear this clack, 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 clack. I think, huh. All right so and, I, and by the way we 've gone down.
0: about two blocks by the way <laughs> yeah. we 've gone from the rental place around the corner through a neighborhood to get on a main road, main road. and Paul calls me. I get a cell phone call from him i 'm in the other car i 'm actually in the van that we got. We had a Honda Odyssey minivan, also a press car as our camera vehicle for the shoot i 'm in the Odyssey. And I get this call from him. We're only even two blocks away. And I'm like, that's not good.
1: Yeah. So I, I slow down to think, well, is that me? Clack, clack, clack. Nice beat up. Clack, 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 clack. Like, okay. <laughs> that, that sounds like a rock in the tire or something. I just, I should get out and check this just in case. So I get out and I'm looking around. And on the front left tire, I find one of the biggest screws in the tire I've ever seen. I went, it was enormous. Okay. Uh, this is not good. We need this car. We're leaving the next morning. So this is a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. We are setting out on the road trip Thursday morning, stupid early, 6 a.m. Friday, Friday morning, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, Friday morning. Uh, so I turned immediately around. I called Todd and said, we've got to go back. I explained the situation, pulled back into the lot there, called the guys out, said, guys, you know, look at this. Can we get a new tire? No, no, it's, uh, you know. 6 p.m. or 5:30, something like that, on a Thursday, and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. tire stores are closed. I say, okay, uh, what can we do? And they say, oh, well, we've got a Boxster. It's just the same. You can take that. I'm thinking.
0: I love that. Uh, Just take the Boxster. It's exactly the same. It's it's the same car. We're like, no, it's not. No, 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 no. no, And of course, we're aware of what we're doing. So we're like, it really, really isn't the same. But no, just take the Boxster; it'll be fine. Now, of course, the Boxster and the Cayman had different wheels on them, so right. we couldn't even swap that. Right. So this we're, thing had we're sitting too, and, on it. Gosh. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm watching. I'm, I'm already watching the shoot kind of dwindle. i mean, you've got to be kidding me that this is happening right now. Go on.
1: Well, I, I talked to the guy there. They bring their mechanics over. They service the cars. And I said, you know, can we just patch the tire? And so he brings his patch kit, and he starts to pull the screw out. And I'm expecting a giant hole in the tire that is unrepairable because generally speaking if you've got a screw that large in your tire it's done you know it's it's pierced yeah. it and you want to just get it this expired. was one of
0: those almost as thick as a pencil eraser screws it was oh a big gosh. screw
1: it had a washer on it though which was so strange and the, yeah and, and the good washer. news was it
0: was it was big <laughs> but it was short
1: right so the washer prevented this screw from piercing all the way into the tire and when he took it out there actually wasn't a hole. It did not go all the way through, and that saved the day. This giant washer the washer, The washer the
0: straddled two blocks of tread with the screw <laughs> perfectly down the middle, <laughs> kind of hanging in space. And just the tip had hit into the extra bit of the rubber, just enough to stick the screw. And then, of course, it got ground in from there a little bit. But yeah. When I you peel is... the whole thing away, there's a little tiny divot in the rubber and a mark where the washer had been, but there's
1: actually no hole. I and mean, we sat there and looked at each other like, you've got to be kidding. Yeah. Admittedly, this is minutiae. But if you think of about course. the grand picture, a tire not having it or not having the same wheels or not having that car, that affects the whole shoot. This giant ripple yeah. effect. Suddenly, it's and a I'm different thinking, movie. Yep. We're about to put a thousand miles on this car and drive up into the mountains where there's nothing and nobody on yeah. a weekend. <laughs> exactly. And exactly. if this yep. tire fails me, our shoot is scuttled. We're screwed. Yeah. Literally, well, if we don't
0: have the Porsche. What are we going to do? A movie about the Alpha Four C without its most obvious competitor? That's not working either. Right,
1: right. We can't do that. And so, okay, whew, you know, okay, it's it's fine. I think it's going to work. The tire isn't pierced. We drive away. We get home. Things are fine. I'm, Meanwhile, I'm monitoring the tire pressure system. Just yeah, my eyes yeah, are locked on this thing on the dashboard. There, <laughs> just don't go down. Don't go down. Oh, I went over a bump. Is that going to hurt the tire? Oh my gosh. Anyway.
0: meanwhile back at the lotus our owner calls us we're leaving in less than 24 hours our owner calls us he had done something to the car the week prior something had broken he had ordered new parts yeah. the parts had come in yeah. the parts weren't working and less than 24 hours out he has to pull his car So we have a perfect Lotus Elise from a private owner. We have no backup car there, and he has to pull his car. So now, again, Porsche problem's been kind of solved. Now the Lotus is down. I mean, the only car we really have is the 4C because it came out of the press fleet. Right, right. So, I mean, so now we're scrambling for where do we get a Lotus from on no notice. No notice at all. Hey, can we have your... Can we have your car tomorrow is essentially the phone call we're making, which is insane. Luckily, the owner of the original Lotus was trying to help us as well, but this is an uphill battle. Didn't you don't you know suggest us? this can at, we have your car?
1: Uh, didn't you suggest this cool idea at about 10.30 or 10 o'clock at night? I think we were driving in the minivan, looking at each other, going, okay, do we just shoot the Alpha and the Cayman? That's kind of more of a standard review it's not as exactly and i was seeing i was seeing a feature
0: film go away i think it was it was more like midday mid afternoon and i was suddenly went wait a minute it's our best option yeah we called an old friend named rich who his his elise right after he bought it was in our uh... uh, pacific coast highway shoot a few years Mm -hmm. back and it was right after he bought it and you know Rich is a, is a great friend and a fan of the show, and he loved what we did before. Yeah, so yeah. he know, he knew what he'd be in for, but I'm calling with no notice. Hi, Which what are you insane. doing this weekend? Is this phone call? <laughs> Hi, I mean, we seriously, need your that's car. what it is. We're taking Exactly. Your car. You want to come with us on a road trip? Hey, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So I called him, and he, he his, I kind of heard his jaw hit the floor, but I explained the situation. Gosh. He'd been kind of following on the Lotus Form and the fact that we had this other one. So he said, let me see what I can do. So the result was yes, he could come. Now, it's not supercharged, but every other way, it's a stock Elise. It's very comparable to the to the later supercharged models, with just with less power. It's it's the same otherwise, essentially. Yeah. So he could come, but he had to come late. So that means we're setting out on the road trip with only two of our three cars and the promise that car number three will show later, which is better than no car at all, but not exactly what I was hoping for.
1: Okay, so we'll come back to the Lotus story, but keep going with the trip. <laughs> we... we- we continue with we we think we've got the lotus locked. We're we're assuming that it, there's really no other option. We're leaving mm-hmm, the next mm-hmm. morning. We have to leave. Oh, yeah. We have to go pack gear. Yep. You tweeted a picture of here's all the gear that we're taking because no, we don't just use <laughs> GoPros. Here's all the yeah. crap we're loading in the cars. A and full so garage
0: space full of gear.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we pack up the minivan. We've got the two cars, and we uh, we head out on one of our favorite roads for a warm up just to get you know start out the road trip, relax a little bit. Yeah. It gets us excited, which is good. And- we had we
0: head up the same road if you've watched I mean you've watched our reviews so you've probably seen this. It's the road that we used for the Corvette C7 for example. We also the same road we used for our uh Ford Fiesta. We got a ton and, of cars uh, Fiat, up there. Fiat abarth 500. Yeah. Uh, so th- so that that's a road we really like. So we and that's actually kind of close to where we started from in Pasadena. So we headed up that and it's an amazing road and it was just a great way to warm up. It. it was like, okay, let's feel these cars on a decent driving road. And we're now now it's it's crazy early, but now we're excited. So that's where we started, and that got us to the actual road trip portion, which of course is welcome to the next two hundred miles of just freeway blast. It's just droning along in a freeway, on a freeway <laughs> right. in mid-engine cars. I mean, yeah, that's that's not ideal for a road trip. I think the guys in the van were maybe happier, but it was still fun.
1: Yeah, well generally speaking, every time we've done that road trip, it's been a completely different mindset. It's because mm-hmm. Todd and I love to ski as well as your wife. We're all huge skiers. Todd has And it's the road demands. A yeah. lot of experience. You grew up in Norway, England, I grew up in Colorado. Kate grew up in Texas, and, you know, as we all know, that Texas owns Colorado in the wintertime, and so we all have a lot of ski experience. We've been doing it for something like 18 years, and so every time I'm on that road, all I'm thinking is skiing. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. this is the way to Mammoth. This is what we're doing. And it was a totally different reason that we were doing this road trip, and it was really refreshing, I I have to say. I, I really enjoyed it. Well, and I, I would and, love and we'll I can't wait it to up. ski, but, Yeah.
0: We're headed to the Sierra Nevada Mountains there, which run kind of the central part of California. So if you look at a map of California, they're running a diagonal pretty much right down the center. We're running up the eastern edge of the Sierras, and I've actually been in the Sierras a lot. That's where Yosemite is. I've been there a Mm -hmm. lot for solo backpacking trips, too. And and what's crazy is years ago when I was doing a lot of solo backpacking, unbeknownst to me, I was actually location scouting for this film because – a lot of the, the trailheads for some of the best hikes are back on these amazing mountain roads. So I kind of had an idea already of where we needed to go when we started p- planning this trip. So we're headed up 395, headed up uh, up that backside. Oh, by the way, if you get uh, – this just actually struck me. If you get the Blu-ray, we've included a little piece in there where it's kind of got a map, a little map piece where oh, you can actually yeah, right. follow the road cool. trip on the Blu-ray. It's a separate piece, so it's only on the Blu-ray, but that exists as well. But anyway, we're going up the 395, headed for some of these mountain roads up there, up near Lone Pine and, and, and up north of there toward Yosemite. So we spend day one kind of making that trip and then getting these first two cars a little bit on those mountains, and it's just enough, it's just enough to be a tease and to make us realize we really are doing this. And the other thing I realized is, hey, by the way, the 4C likes to step the back out. That was quite a conclusion.
1: We both came to uh, That was the beginning. We both discovered this. It's sort of head north and turn left and head for the mountains. And it's just, (laughs) these mountain roads are astounding. We drive on a lot of mountain roads, as you'll notice. We try to vary the location. But these mountain roads are very steep drop, off, drop offs. Yeah. Very yeah. little protection in a lot of places. And oh, and no guardrails. That's, yeah, no guard that's the other thing. I, it's inviting you to drive hard, we but there. no guardrails. So yeah. that's
0: the thing I didn't think about until we were up there. Is it's not just these are steep mountain roads, but because they don't get a whole lot of traffic, and the people that are up there, I mean, candidly, they're not in cars like this. You're up there no. in, you know, gripping the steering wheel in your, in your truck as you get up the trailhead. So here we are bombing up these roads in these cars. There's no reason for guardrails on these roads most of the time. Of course, now suddenly we're realizing that really is a drop, and I really am going quickly. And oh, look, the 4C steps the back out. So that was uh, quite, a, quite a revelation on day one.
1: Well, yeah, we're just getting used to these cars, and droning on the freeway, you don't really get to know a car. It's not until you start to carve through corners or take it to the track. Yeah. You start to understand the characteristics of the car, and that's what we were discovering. I, I found it, too, and I wished you know we had gotten some of that on camera initially. I think we did later in the shoot. We got some of the, the uh, back end stepping out when you were driving. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, you know I'm going, all right, did you get that? No. Oh, shoot. All right. But we kept going. <laughs> And uh, dropped and into when we were getting went, some footage. Winding up,
0: when, yeah, we got we definitely got some footage that first day uh, of those two cars. Didn't have the Lotus with us yet, but those two cars in the mountains. And then we were, as we were wrapping up that day, we just happened upon, we were near Mount Whitney, which is uh, highest peak in the lower 48. We were near, near Mount Whitney, and we just happened to be near the end of our day. We did some rear follow footage shots near Mount Whitney, as the sun was going down, the colors were amazing. I think, I'm biased, I think it's the best looking rear shots of a car we've ever gotten. We, we got those, we were in love with that. We got but then some good course, stuff, dar- pretty of Then of it. course darkness comes, and we're already exhausted. So the four of us go to dinner at, okay, this is Lone Pine, California. This is not exactly, how do I put this, a happening city. Um, so uh, we went to the nicest restaurant in Lone Pine, which I will be honest, is it actually wasn't bad. great food. Yeah, the it was The food was, was superb. The food was the least of our worries. The food was great. He was The bill was in, fine. Was great. The problem was, it was crazy busy being the best restaurant in town. And they seated us, and it's just the four of us, and we're exhausted. We've had a huge day. We want to talk, but we mainly just want to eat and kind of be quiet and kind of recharge. And next to us is this table of like eight guys, and they happen to seat us in a room that was all wood walls wood plank walls sure. these Fake guys were paneling. talking at of these guys were talking at a at a volume that would be unacceptable in a well insulated room and this was not so it was like this cacophonous it was astounding. It was, awful. It, it was it was astounding, and I didn't want to be that guy that walked over there and went, "Hey guys, would you keep it down?" I didn't want to be that guy. <laughs> but you could look around the restaurant, and you could see everybody in the restaurant was bothered by this. These yeah. guys were oblivious. So while the they meal was great, and
1: joking, it's and,
0: like uh, it was it was like eating in the in the loudest restaurant in the world. I, I just, uh, I think so I blocked this out, out of there, my
1: memory. I, I I just I'm glad you brought that up, but I blocked it out of my memory because I I just yeah. We that stepped outside.
0: We stepped outside and outside was so quiet by comparison it was as if you'd suddenly gone deaf. It was just <laughs> it was it was so much silence. I think we so, slept yeah. pretty well
1: that that night. All of us just crashed really hard. We did. We did. Well, that was
0: because day 2 was every bit as early. Yeah. And it was all about we gotta get up, we gotta shoot, we gotta find this lotus, and we gotta get up on mountain roads. And we headed up a little farther north, got into an unbelievable mountain road, and we're just going to scout it early, early next morning. We we get a phone call. The lotus has left LA. It left at like seven in the morning. He's coming up early. I'm excited. I'm finally getting a little bit relieved. We're gonna have the third car. He should be here by lunch. Awesome. Let's go shoot a little bit on this road we're all gonna meet on. Yeah. We head up this road. <clears throat> it's the van which occasionally we drove in anger, but uh, but was actually was awesome. very helpful. I never
1: thought I would say that about a minivan, but the van was awesome. It was yeah, a the, great the, the shoot honest. vehicle. We
0: actually have, re- we actually have a, a funny review of the van coming up on the <laughs> yeah, YouTube I channel. I can't wait so for that, you guys to see this. Well. This is going to be but, funny. Um, but we've got the van, and then we've got the two mid-engine cars. And we're heading up this amazing winding road. And we wind up, wouldn't you know it, behind a guy in a Jeep full of people, like a Jeep, it was like a Jeep Liberty, full of people, and I'm not kidding you when I say this. He was going 12, 12 miles an hour. Yeah, I am certain I there that. are cyclists. I'm certain there are cyclists going uphill that could pass this car. And he, this is a narrow road. He was determined to not pull over. He was staring in his side mirror and rear-view mirror at us. It's not like he didn't know we were back there. His passengers are looking at us, and he stayed going up the road at 12.
1: I just want to say at this point that this is the beginning of the stress ball that we all became, Todd especially, <laughs> and I will get there and tell you yeah. the result yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. but day two was hard. It was stressful. We were working hard. We were tired. And all these events on day two just culminated, uh, yeah, it was it was rough. It's because the, the clock is ticking. I mean, we have limited amounts of light.
0: Yeah, yeah the, we have limited amounts of light, we don't have a third car yet, we, we don't have unlimited money, we can't just keep throwing days at this project, so we've got to get this done. And so this guy, at this point, I'm just kind of laughing this off, but you're right, this was the beginning this of is a the domino be- effect.
1: Yeah, This there's more to come, and we're thinking the Lotus is going to show up at about, what, 10.30, 11 o'clock? Something I was like expecting him eleven
0: thirty, maybe noon. I was based okay. on where we were right. and what he was doing. I was expecting him eleven thirty, maybe noon. I mean, it shouldn't take that long. But he had, you know, he was going across L.A. and then up and blah blah. I was expecting, okay, that's about when we'll see him. So I'm getting excited about we're going to have all three cars. Well, so then we, get, <laughs> yeah. Tell about the top of this road because because I've been up this road before, and this road goes it goes nowhere. By the way, this road stops at like ten thousand five hundred feet and it's just a trailhead that's that's the only reason we're Yeah, you're up obviously there. no cell
1: reception no cell reception and, so well we're, but, but we're creeping up behind this guy as well which is maddening yeah
0: but but no one comes up this road unless you're essentially going up there to hike there's no other purpose right. and it's not like there's signage at the bottom it's not like the road is you know you would think if there was any reason for this road to have anything special going on there would be information because otherwise it's a ghost town that's the whole purpose of it things we are come about to get pretty corner. wild
1: here things we, we about come around to
0: get a corner wild. behind the jeep we come to the parking lot at the top and there's people everywhere there's temporary tents set up. There's yeah. cars off to the side. There's people running around with radios. There's a chopper, a bell helicopter, sitting at one part of the parking lot, blades whirring.
1: Yeah, it was We've running. we come
0: around the corner. It was running. The blades are running. And suddenly, all these rangers are, are, or whoever they were, people with radios, are shouting and yelling at us. We've got to get out of the way, and there's nowhere to
1: go. Where well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was, I forget what order we we crested into this parking lot because it's sort of a blind hill. You come it up. It was
0: it was van. It was van. Four C Porsche.
1: Was it behind okay? the
0: behind the jeep? Behind I think jeep. you and I yeah, were in I the front.
1: van, weren't we?
0: We were. We were. Yep.
1: But there's all this we were activity. scouting the
0: whole way up the road.
1: Oh, uh, that's right. I mean, no warning, no posted Mm-mm. ranger, no cops, no nobody. No
0: sign, no information this was going to happen. And you come around the corner, it was like, "Surprise, huge helicopter." Amount
1: of activity going on. The helicopter's running and there's a lady with a clipboard and a radio. And I yeah. think, "All right, yeah. you're in charge because that's what clipboards and radios mean, you're automatically in charge." <laughs> <laughs> so, I get out and start talking to this lady, and she's like, oh, you're going to have to send these cars that way. And, of course, it's super noisy because the helicopter is running yeah. like 20 feet away. And I look up at this, you know, this little trailhead up to where, where the she's cars are parked, us. and all I can see are jagged, sharp rocks. I'm thinking, if I send the Alpha and the Cayman up those roads, the shoot is over. These are 20-inch wheels and tires. And it's an, they're going to slice a, the treads up, and we're done. It, we're was, a be it was a bumpy
0: incline. You're yeah. right. It was a bumpy incline with sharp boulders. And I'm looking at it in the van as I'm seeing her pointing, and I'm going, frankly, I don't want to take the van up there, You know, let I didn't alone realize, the mid-engine sports cars.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize that I was arguing with this lady, and it was increasingly stressful because the chopper's running, and I didn't realize at that point that... Everybody in the parking lot, the chopper pilot, everybody is suddenly waiting on us to make a decision about what to do. And it filtered into my brain and I went, oh, we need to decide, but I can't send the cars up that road. And so I pointed behind her. There's another parking lot said, we have to go that way. I cannot send low slung sports cars with low profile tires anywhere other than behind you. And so finally she goes, okay, fine. I wave all the cars through and... Instantly, my back was turned as I walked past the helicopter and I I glanced to my left and there's other, you know, veterinarians or somebody. They're they're doing veterinarian work and tagging wild animals. They were sheep and goats (laughs) and they're tranquilized on tarps by all these cars. I realized, oh, so that's what they're doing. Immediately, the helicopter takes off and I knew this pilot was he was a BA oh, at what he does t- t- take take on is an
0: exaggeration Takeoff is an exaggeration. He rolled himself up on his skids. He rolled up onto the front of his skids so that the blades, as he starts to move, are maybe clearing the earth by a foot or so because he just rolled himself up. And then he hovered about three feet off the ground above a veterinarian who has got, I'm not kidding you, two blindfolded goats on the ground. This is not a joke. I'm not leaning towards something. It was unbelievable. Blindfolded goats, bighorn sheep kind of things. He hooks them to the bottom of the chopper. Of course, the goats are looking around. I'm seeing nothing, but they're looking around days. Right. They're like horns everywhere. and the, They the, might and have the still been drugged up at that point. But Disconnect yeah. himself from these things.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm maybe
0: 50 feet away from this chopper. I mean, it is it is the Twilight Zone, and I don't know if you remember this, but the original Twilight Zone movie, they killed some people with a chopper. So it's the Twilight Zone both in the shock that. of it and in the reality of it. So he's got this chopper mere feet from the van now. The sports cars have gone farther away. I'm actually the closest vehicle. They hook up these goats, and then he just skyrockets. He goes straight up, hauling goats, (laughs) mind you, into space. Dangling. This is what's going on in this parking lot. They are relocating goats at the top of our shoot location. Yeah, they're flying
1: them into the backcountry as they're drugged. And I understood the reason at this point for the rush was because they were still woozy from all the tranquilization, and these animals are going to wake up shortly. You don't want the animal to wake up at, you know, 15,000 feet and freak out. You've got to get them into the backcountry soon. I was on the ground, and just to paint this picture, you were still inside the van, I think, at that point, yeah. but I was outside. My back was turned, and the noise and the blast of wind from the chopper, of course, it takes up all the dirt and gravel and blasted yeah. it right into the back of my head. The noise and all this <laughs> stuff going on, the stress about the cars, the chute going... Okay, now what do we do? Where are we going to shoot? And it's goats dangling from the chopper, and everybody up there—there there were uh, over a hundred people, up, I bet, up there watching this spectacle. It was insane. It was insane. I mean, so all of our stress level just shoots through the roof because we're trying to get stuff done. I'm arguing with this park ranger. Where do we go? What do we do? I, I, well, and the fact that uh, there been no warning—that was it reliving it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was the big. That was your big point. Is it was there was no warning. It, you know, we would have happily, we would have happily not brought brought those cars into. Hire one of that. those guys who had, does
1: road construction. Stop and go slow. Hire one of those guys to just post down at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, the the Come fact on. that we had
0: no idea was the, was the terrible part because we certainly wouldn't have been up there. So anyway, so we had to retreat off oh. that road to elsewhere so that we could shoot now luckily we were able to that road was long enough we were able to use another part of it and near the end of the day as there was this stream of cars coming down from relocating goats and if you looked really closely a couple times during the shoot day you could see the dot of this chopper spearing off into the mountains again dragging two more dots behind it of a couple more goats i mean it's it sounds like the start of like a far side comic but it's just (laughs) not it actually happened I, i i don't know
1: Well, I thought we were going to get, you know, just questioned or whatever. And I I had a radio in my hand. And this ranger is saying, well, what are you guys doing? She was assuming we were shooting a commercial. All she saw was cars and one radio. And she got all that from this entire picture. Um, Whatever. I don't know how she arrived at that. But finally, (laughs) she let us out of the parking lot. And, of course, we're screaming and yelling at each other. And, you know, it escalated into what it didn't need to be at that point. But finally, we got the cars out. We head back down the road, starting to decide. Okay, now what do we do? And there's no Lotus. Yes, and, and I so remember you a- just you just kind of get quiet when you're super stressed. And I, I knew just <laughs> I didn't want any one of us to break and start you know yelling at each other. We're here to have fun and shoot this road trip. We have I- this amazing trip in front of us. Yeah. Incredible cars. Yeah. But here was
0: the thing. By the time by the time. I- We started getting, we got in contact with the Lotus owner. By the time we got in contact with him, we discovered a frightening thing. He had passed (laughs) us. He had driven past our location for more than an hour. Now, my understanding is that we all had the proper information, but he had driven north of our location for more than an hour. So, I'm finding cell phone reception to call him, to talk him to exactly where he needs to be, and I'm baffled as to where he is and why he isn't there. We're shooting as best we can, but ultimately, at some point, we need the Lotus. Baffled the is Lotus a nice word.
1: That, that's a yeah. calm, gentle word in comparison well, to yes. what we all were. But,
0: but here's the thing. When he finally showed up, we had about half the afternoon left. and yeah. and then And that's when we get the story. The story was, he gets into the eastern side of the Sierras, and he's, look, he's a, Rich is a great guy. He was very apologetic. He hated that this happened, and we worked around it, obviously. But what he discovered is, he had a hundred mile stretch on the eastern side of the Sierras where he had no cell reception. The rest of us did. He didn't have any. So in order to get our messages, he had to drive an hour north to get reception, to get our message to go, oh, that's what I need to do, and then drive back down and try to find oh. us.
1: My, so my blood pressure is going up just remembering and reliving all this right now. <laughs> we wasted about
0: three hours of shoot time oh with God. just him going back and forth on the 395, searching for cell reception. I mean, and at one point, we found out after the fact, at one point, he was waiting on, at a road that we were on. We got there less than 10 minutes after he gave up Gosh. and went north to get us, to get a cell reception so he could call us and get the latest message. We missed him by less than 10 minutes. So by the time this car shows up, I am. How do we put this? I am. I'm. I'm somewhat angry. He's I'm somewhat stressed.
1: Stressed, uh, angry, yes. frazzled. Yes. The moral of the story is that you should just carry a satellite phone. The end. That would solve everything,
0: <laughs> right? Yes. Only it's only budget. It's everyday driver. It's only budget. That's perfect. Gosh. Well, I I knew so, this
1: was what's ge- what's happening, and Todd is the director of our feature films. As you know, directs just about everything we do, and and uh, you know he's trying to think of shots. And what's next, and how to work the Lotus in, and that's why and contingency the plans, Lotus yeah. is contingency plans. That's why the Lotus is on the second day of the film, and it's a good thing because we had been driving the two cars for a while, and so we introduced the Lotus as a fresh, you know, a, a respite from what we had been driving. But mm-hmm, what I mm-hmm. knew, I knew I had to do. <laughs> for some people, they go see a shrink. Some people, <laughs> you know, know they where you're going. they stress eat. Uh, Some people just have to go for a run and go exercise. I knew that I had to get Todd behind the wheel because that Lotus, <laughs> it, it, everybody knows at this point from the Lotus fun on down, it's your favorite car. And I knew that. Yeah. And I knew it's you awesome. had to just, you had to get away from us at that point, get away from <laughs> the situation and just go find your happy place. And I knew the happy place was about, half a mile down the road in a lotus and so i shoved todd into this car rich thanks for showing up love you baby todd's driving your car now he's gone and todd just left and he went driving and he came back with a big smile on his face and went okay we're good i figured out the next shot we're coming down the hill now and everything was fine from there on out but all this stuff had just culminated right to that moment by the time rich showed up We're just we're we're stressed, you know, the we're starting to break rank here, we're starting to you know, (laughs) mutiny is about to happen and the the food and water supply is getting low and no people Um, have got rickets. (laughs) There's rickets, people are shoving each other overboard. Um, and so we knew we we had to get get our act back together and just collectively be a team again.
0: As soon as car – but 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 it wasn't I mean, it's not that bad. It's not like we were beating on each other. No, we, just, we weren't, we, we, but it was stressful. It was starting to feel like we didn't have a three-car shoot, and that was vital to the film. And once we got that third car – and you're right. Once I got in that car and did, like, two drive-bys for camera, I was like, I feel so much better. <laughs> you were pliable was, at that point. At, 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 at that point, then it dawns on me, Paul did that on purpose. I must have yeah. been really angry. Anyway, so yeah. so we got, our, we got ourselves – back on track in a huge way and at this point we ended up shooting some areas around Mammoth and a little bit of Yosemite Valley I mean that was the other stuff we ended up shooting after all that we got all of our other drive-bys done with the Lotus we got some incredible three cars moving at once on an empty highway shots I never thought we'd get we got them even I, better than I expected yeah. we got up into Yosemite Valley well the edge of Yosemite Valley you can start up the eastern edge of, of Yosemite up this amazing road called Tioga Pass it goes to about 11,000 feet it actually gets quite a bit of traffic, and here we are with RVs around us, and we're in these three cars, running <laughs> Tioga Pass. The leaves are perfect. It was spectacular. Anytime we pulled over, people pulled over with
1: us. That at one so point, funny. <laughs>
0: at one point, I hate to say this because, uh, because it, it just played to the stereotype. It was unbelievable at one point we had a full suv of japanese tourists that did not speak english that saw us with our cameras and an alpha 4c and they got out of the car they never said one word to us but they stood beside me (laughs) as i was shooting taking photos and on the raw footage of a couple of the shots all you hear are shutters and they're not our shutters it's just them taking photos of cars going by, and there was no explaining what we were doing because they didn't speak English. I tried. It was a complete fail, and they were just going to take pictures of the car until they were done, and then they left. And I was like, that just happened. We had goats earlier. Now we have tourists that we can't speak to that are trying to ruin the shot. I mean, it goes on and on. Thankfully, the footage... You can't make this stuff the up. Footage... No, no, of course not. <laughs> Thankfully, the footage was great. We got to shoot Yosemite, which is spectacular. That whole area is awesome. And as, as weird as this sounds we had a fantastic meal at a gas station. I know that sounds stupid, but if you ever find yourself at Tioga Pass, there's a a town there called Lee Vining, there is a mobile station there, they have a cafe inside, and it's superb. It's not just burgers, it's great food, great views, fantastic service, I know that sounds stupid, but they get a ton of tourist traffic, it's an awesome place. We got a great meal, we're all decompressing, we got to retreat back to LA during incredible sunsets, as friends with a film in the can, barely. <laughs> barely.
1: Nothing helps morale like shoving fried food into your pie hole after a stressful day. I recommend well, it highly. And this gas station <laughs> delivered in spades. The food was delicious. <laughs> I I recommend it as well. We just chocolate cake fixes a lot. Wouldn't you agree? For me, yes. <laughs> I think it fixes chocolate a lot.
0: chocolate cake and a lotus, and I'm a happy guy. Apparently, but I, anyway,
1: I know this. But yeah, we we got some spectacular footage, and knowing that. I could you say we had to go through all that to get this footage? Well, we did, but the payoff was worth it and we cannot mm-hmm. wait for you guys to see this film. The retreat was great. We had some closing thoughts just on everything that happened, but as you're watching those closing thoughts, if you're listening to the podcast and if you heard this behind the scenes, just think about all this stuff that's gone on in the background. Our heart rates are finally coming down. We're driving out of the mountains, getting great shots. And just think about everything that's on our minds. So this is how the film closes. It's Even the the band's good.
0: (laughs) The best thing about it, honestly, is the fact that, and you hope for this on a road trip, it was an adventure. We had flying goats, for Uh, God's sakes. We did have flying goats. That's awesome. (laughs) This this was absolutely an adventure, which was, I, I really hope, I mean, look. A lot of these stories, because we didn't have them on camera, we, we didn't have goats on camera. I don't want to explain that to you while I'm driving a car. <laughs> Flying goats Some on of camera. this stuff, exactly. We, 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 we are telling you because there's no way to see it, and we hope that actually adds to your experience. But, the, yeah. but for the people that are never going to hear this podcast, we made a film where that's not included on purpose. But that just adds layers to what we hope you'll feel was an amazing road trip. We hope you'll feel like you were there with us. So again, the film comes out in a couple of days. On Thursday, Mid-Inches and Mountains. It's an hour long. The Blu-ray has extras with it. And uh, yeah, Blu-ray with 5.1 surround sound, or you can get it on Vimeo. We hope that many of you will watch it. If you do watch it, when you do watch it, whether you, wherever you got it from, be it Amazon, be it Vimeo, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Yeah. We want to hear your thoughts. We want others to be able to read your thoughts. Uh we'd love for you to share it with others and to tell everybody what you think of it because that is helpful. Just like rating this podcast, rating the film will help.
1: Yep. And if you haven't caught our early film, the first film actually from last year, that's still available as I mentioned before. That's available at the same places on Vimeo on demand, Amazon on Blu-ray. You can download it, you can rent it. We you might want to buy both because Christmas is coming. <laughs> and uh you need to watch these, you need to have these films for the car people in your life. These people need to see these. It's experiences that we're sharing with you guys and we want to share them with you and this is the best way we know how to do it. So leave those reviews. We want to hear what you think of this latest film and yeah, leave us definitely. a note on Facebook. Drop us a note on Twitter or Facebook. Uh, we're happy to read emails from EverydayDriverTV at gmail.com. Yeah, drop us a line. We love reading uh, and keep about telling what us, you guys uh, think.
0: And keep telling us your car debates. We want those. We will be doing those uh, going forward. Don't worry about that. Also, yeah, if you have no. other ideas for other car-related topics you'd like us to discuss, we are actually going to do a series of, of podcasts here that are talking about the good enthusiast options under every single marquee. We're going to do that because uh, every, every single car maker, we're going to do that because uh, that was actually recommended by one of you. We thought that was a great idea. We're going to walk well, through all that, of that.
1: Well, that needs to be done. We need to talk about all these cars. It
0: should be. We're going to talk about everybody. So we're going to do that. We're going to do more car debates. So thank you guys for everything you're sending in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for rating. And we will see you on Mid-Inches of the
1: Mountains and next week. Can't wait to share it with you guys. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.